Life is an endless stream of challenges, but no worries. Manoj is bringing the world's best minds right here for you. My gosh, Manoj, you just blew my mind. Thank you, universe. Manoj, thank you. I'm so grateful. It makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. Bootstrapping Your Dreams is here to give you what you need to succeed. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. I'm your host, Manu Jagarwal, and today we'll be talking with Bilze Bills. Uh, Bilze is the regional CFO and board member at Dollar Group. Uh, welcome, Bilze. Um, so excited to have you on our podcast. Uh, we have known each other for about two years, and it has been a long time since we've been uh, planning this. So welcome, and um, if you can just uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you who you are and uh, what you do yeah th thank you very much for giving me the uh, opportunity manush so um basically i'm i'm 43 years old right now uh, i've been in the finance industry for um, 20 years and in the last 10 years i'm acting as the cfo and regional cfo for multinational companies um i'm i'm and all the companies that i work are multinationals uh, and in the agri and food business um I'm married, have two kids, daughters, um, currently based in Istanbul, Turkey. So that's awesome. a very quick snapshot of myself. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Istanbul is uh, one of the most intriguing places, very historical, a lot of culture. Um, so, so I think uh, you are pretty lucky to be in that part of the world. Now, tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, it seems like you started your career very young and you rapidly sort of uh, rose through the ranks and and now you are uh, a cfo in multinational companies so what was that journey like how did you start your career and uh, tell us a little bit about that yeah sure with my pleasure and um basically i started my career in a local company as an accountant uh and i spent five years there like uh in in you know doing accounting stuff, cost, costing, and etc. It was a manufacturing side. Uh, but the first thing that I, it's always the ambition to really grow, grow fast, uh, look into opportunities, never really um, uh, satisfied with the things that I do. Uh, always, uh, I wanted to grow with my pet. Uh, therefore, I was always looking in the around. And I always believed that anyone can know the financials numbers better uh, if they know about the business, they can add more value. So that is my uh, path to the growth. Mm -hmm. And um, I, after after five years in a local manufacturing company where I started it when I was 22 years old, uh, I moved to Monsanto, uh, one of the global agricultural okay. giants. Okay. Uh, again, and as an accountant, and in close in two years, uh, I became the Turkish uh, finance manager. Um, okay. And in, in this role, uh, I was not only the finance manager, but I only in, in the business, in the business decisions. I never stayed behind the numbers. I never stayed at, behind the desk, uh, but I used numbers and my power in the business. I go to, I went to the field. I touched to the people. Um, I, I, I created a good you know, network with, with people. So I then your influence starts. People start to respect you. People, the, you don't need to threaten people. You don't need to make people afraid of you, but you can make people influence. Yeah. You can make people believe in you and uh, respectful to you. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
Monsanto again, Turkey finance manager, and afterwards uh, in in uh, Euro, U.S. Uh, controller for uh, two two three years, and then uh, I after spending three years in the U.S., I came back to Turkey and um, as a CFO for a for a software company, Co- completely different business than the agriculture a service company. It was the name was Solera, then it was acquired in a in an, another multinational company. After two years uh, being uh, as uh, you know CFO in the Solera Group, uh, I had my real uh, you know extensive uh, and um, very large CFO role in Bangi, Turkey. Uh, Bangi is uh, still in the publicly uh, traded company in the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, is in the agricultural commodity markets, uh, largest one competition in Cargill, Dreyfus, ADM, etc. And I've been the I was the CFO of uh, Bangi for uh, six years in Turkey, and um, yeah, it was a very good experience for me. Large team management, uh, different influence, uh, M and A activities, uh, looking into different actions, having a different mindset because you now have very senior people reporting to you, uh, where you need to manage. Uh, you have different cultural people that you need to manage. Uh, therefore, it's really cri- critical uh, that you really manage this uh, this situation. And um, after six years with uh, Bangi, Bangi, also I also uh, led the Romanian operation for a while as a CFO uh, in the East Europe. And then now, after uh, after leaving Bangi, three and a half years almost, a little bit more, I'm with Dohler as being the regional CFO. Um, the company, which is a German family-owned company, but a large one. Uh, in the B2B market, uh, full manufacturing in the food and uh, ingredients industry, serving for the globe, uh, global customers. So that's awesome. a little bit my uh, short journey. And yeah, business. yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much. It seems like you know a few insights I picked up um, as you started. Um, business is all about numbers, isn't it? Like a lot of people don't uh, don't put too much emphasis on numbers or even if they understand that numbers are important, they ignore it uh, until it becomes really, really important. So having somebody like you um, on on the team to really understand the numbers and articulate them when needed is very, very important for any business, small or large. And then the other thing I noticed was that, as you said, like people who rise through the ranks, they are never satisfied with status quo. They never uh, sort of say, okay, now I can settle down, even if they stay in a company they're always looking for new ways to improve things and the last mm-hmm. thing as you said like building relationships building influence is an art that you learn as you go through uh, specifically as you go in, in the higher and at the higher level these relationships become very very important isn't it yes absolutely uh, because you learn from people uh, you influence people, you can teach people, you can sh- uh, share something with people. So, mm-hmm. and I was always really uh, a fan of communicating over the phone or having a video conference rather than, you know, typing emails uh, and mm-hmm. having a ping pong messages. So that's really very influenced. And I can tell you that I, I have uh, benefited a lot uh, from those and the businesses benefited a lot from these uh, network and uh, having those people connections, keeping the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, accumulating people 
is really very important, really. People is, uh, even though we are in the digital world right now, um, people is the is the most, again, the fundamental part of our business journey. And that's Absolutely. my opinion. Absolutely. All right. So that's great. Um, now, I want to ask you another question. Like, you know, you have uh, worked in multiple fields. You have worked in US. You have worked in uh, uh, Turkey. So uh, can you describe uh, some contrast between when you work in a company where uh, you know the focus is on food manufacturing versus a software company or your experience working in turkey versus us like can you give us like how things are different in these industries and um, what is the contrast you found um well first of all the the i think the the most important thing is when you switch to from one company to another in a different culture different environment or different world the adaptability to the environment is very important and uh, you need to sometimes forget about the past you need to forget about comparing with what you are doing currently versus what you were doing in the past mm-hmm. and you need to you need to use the learnings that you brought with you to the new cultures, new geography, new business, and implement them. So, and and those uh, in the contrast, for example, especially in the in the software company, it was not a manufacturing uh, world; it was a full digitization. The key is to explain your customers what value add you're going to bring with your products. Uh, I think the whatever the the, whatever you are doing and wherever you are, it's important to focus on understanding the culture and understanding the business, understanding the product, what you are selling. And then it, once the core, fundamentally, you understand this, then you can really bring your learnings, use your experience to, to make a difference among mm-hmm. those in the geographies. And I think um, it's important to, um, to have... Your you and because if you are an influencer, you can also bring your culture to and your good parts to different cultures and influence mm-hmm. them. Like you're yeah. telling, and that's a that's a not something that everybody can does, mm-hmm. uh, but try and do yeah. and see the benefit. That's that's my belief. But understanding so being flexible, like when we want to acquire a software, we always the selection criteria is customization. Customize yourself according to the geography, according to the business. Learn the business and then implement your learnings, extend your learnings uh, to the new, new environment. Uh, that, is the, that is the, that is the fund- fundamental philosophy, basically, yeah. that I apply. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, uh, flexibility and adaptability is, is the key. And, um, and a lot of people, uh, they actually they actually get left behind because of their inflexibility. And as you said, like every situation, every company, every country is different. So in order to really excel, we need to understand that local uh, geography, the the priorities of the people that we are uh, we are trying to serve. And as you also pointed out, like if you are an influencer, if you have good relationships, you can bring your own. You can bring your own qualities into the mix as well and try to uh, make it even better than what it is uh, right now, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Flexibility, having a really understanding of, of others, uh, and then you start to uh, bring your, your knowledge and influence yeah. them. That's absolutely Great. right. Now, as, uh, as you rose through the ranks, as you, uh, you know, uh, had this massive success, 
I'm pretty sure you also learned some lessons or you made some mistakes along the way. So can you share any important uh, lessons that are, uh, you know, opportunities of growth, which, which were caused by some mistakes that you made uh, that you, that you recall and, and that have uh, stayed with you for a long time? Yeah, um, of course. So each day you learn something new and uh, one of the important things, mistakes that I make and um, is to sometimes you, um, you tolerate the mistakes, you tolerate people too much and it is important to give this uh, or end this in an pro appropriate time frame. And um, because, you know, if you tolerate people too much, if you really stay on them too much, you make the mistakes or you, you delete the, or you just uh, postpone the solution too much. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. That's the thing I actually, I made as a mistake and I could fix the, fix the problems uh, pretty much earlier, uh, which were not that much bigger than today's. So this is this is the big this is the most important mistake that I learned. Also, when I was young, uh, or maybe seven years ago, sometimes when you see a, a, a incorrect thing happening in the business, you don't need only to watch it and raise it, but you need to influence it. You need to stop mm. it uh, as with your power, with your influence. Uh, you can, you can, you can every every level of uh, in the professional life, every level can influence something, and this can be make a noise. Okay, yeah. if if you cannot change the things, make a big noise so your your uh, top managers can can understand, can see what's happening, the risk. And I learned it basically because Bungie is a trader, and sometimes you need to be bullish. And if you cannot really change the things, at least you can do a big noise so mm. that everyone is everyone recognizes the issue. Yeah, and yeah. that is the, these are the learnings, and I really uh, did this, and I saw the uh, really good good output of those uh, of those uh, stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting and very uh, unique point of view, especially the first point that you raised. Like a lot of times, because of empathy, because of our own. Uh, good heart we we tolerate people and we give them multiple chances to improve but at the same time we forget that uh it may actually be uh, harmful to the to the bigger goal bigger mission or the team itself right you are listening to bootstrapping your dreams show with manu jagarwal businesses face numerous challenges like finding the right product market fit determining the market size implementing a winning go-to-market strategy, crafting customer-centric USP, competitive analysis, looking for funding, building up cash flow and profitability. We have made a lot of free resources available to the entrepreneurial community, including this podcast. This podcast. We invite you to check out our websites and follow us on social channels. The links are in the show notes. We hope you find the resources useful and utilize them to grow your business. Grow your business. We also have some programs for entrepreneurs. If you find our content useful, then you will definitely find the programs outstanding. So do check them out. Yes. And when you have, let's say, 100 people around you in your organization, if you tolerate two, three people, uh, that will really uh, impact in a negative way to the balance of the organization. 
because whenever you make a favor to someone, it's an unfavor to another one. Yeah. Uh, and you shouldn't be tolerating people more than enough. Uh, yeah. That is the learning. Uh, that is the learning. And uh, that's very critical learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's a very important one. Um, now, uh, so when, when you are faced with these type of situations, what is the way that you come to a solution? Because, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure some of these situations, like moving to a new country, moving into a new uh, industry like software, uh, wh how, what is your thought process to solve, identify these problems and then solve the problem? Like, do you, uh, do you look at options? Okay, these are the options of the solutions that we can implement. How do you determine what is the course of action that you need to take to solve these problems? Um, the first thing is that you need to listen and understand uh, the issues uh, from different people uh, in the organization. And then you bring all ideas together, all, all thoughts together. And then um, it's important that, and this is, I think this should be the life uh, mechanism or philosophy that uh, everyone needs to think from the 80 to any perspective. So you, if there are multiple issues, then you need to think about the most uh, output-driven one. You don't need to really tackle or spend time with the minorities. You look at the most powerful output ones. Um, mm. These are these are the methodologies. So, for example, in Solera, when I started in a new business, I talked to people, I listened to issues, and I tried to understand the impacts of each issue to the business. And then I make a ranking, the most powerful, <laughs> impactful change of to the business, I focused on to fix this. Because mm -hmm. the others, maybe you spend more time, but the impact to the business is 10%. So you look yeah, at yeah, the 80% yeah. impactful stuff. I think this is the fundamental thing. Um, the the culturally, um, the culturally, I believe... Uh, because now when you become a leader in an organization, you can change the culture or you can influence the culture. There are multiple functions in one organization, customer service, sales, um, supply chain, finance. Um, it's important that the issues are for all of us. Um, if there is a problem, uh, if there is a problem happening, everybody should think that 90% of the problem is me. And 10% mm. is something else. If everybody thinks like 90% of the problem is because of me, then everybody owns the problem and the problems really can be fixed. The, in contrary, if people think 10% is belongs to mine, 90% is somebody else, then everybody will blame each other and nothing yeah. will be solved and it will be a time consumption. So um, these things uh, I, I learned in the business. And the first thing that I do in the business, as I said, is listen first to people, understand the problems, and focus on the 80s rather than 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. This uh, one insight that you have shared, you know, taking ownership and thinking that any problem that exists, majority of the responsibility lies with me, whether that is true or not, but that attitude itself fixes a lot of problems because then uh, if everybody starts to think like that, they can all collaborate in a very responsible manner and then solve Absolutely. those problems, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Now and, you're... Uh, you, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and this is a... Re 
this is a really that mentality requires a big uh, big management change management basically and it's not easy to really implement in agriculture but if you are a leader strong leader you can influence at first you need to demonstrate and then you need to believe make people believe that what you are doing is right and then yeah. people start to to apply what you do and uh, that's that that really helps the businesses absolutely all right uh, and i you know you've talked a lot about influence and you know that is something that i have also learned the art of influence over the years uh, although uh, initially i was a terrible communicator but then you know slowly uh, 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 learning from others interacting with others slowly it comes to you what is your methodology how do you create influence um, how how do you create these relationships um and what are some of the challenges you face um that while creating these relationships because i'm pretty sure you know the um, you have brought up influence multiple times so this is a very important secret for your success but i will like uh, for you to explain to the viewers and listeners how they can adopt your methodology in their life and business as well yeah um i think uh influencing people can be in multiple ways uh, and i think people needs to find first of all um what fits to themselves in the best way to their nature yeah so i think that is the first thing if um i am a finesse type of people i am not that much sharp i don't really like to uh you know push people i push people but in a different way but if i don't want to talk in a in a in a you know bad way that's my personality and first people needs to find itself in in themselves what type of pers- uh, leadership or influence methodology or leadership methodology makes them happy then mm-hmm. they will maximize their output that's the first thing uh, for me i am really a, a human person i like to touch people i I lead many organizations and I don't want the people uh, report to me or do what I say because they afraid of me uh, rather uh, but I like them to do because they respect me they are loyal to me not to me to the business basically mm-hmm. so this is the this is the mentality that I wanted to build up and um whenever and in the entire organizations that i worked for uh in monsanto in bangi right now in dohlar um you do the right thing you do the right thing for the business you listen to people and you challenge the people in a proper way and um and o- over time people start to respect you and mm. start to uh, respect your knowledge and um, and then you this influence is not only stays in your uh, finance organization for me but also spreads to the sales spreads to the customer service industrial every, everything and uh, i think uh, it is not to really having a tough arg- there can be tough arguments but being gentle being proper talking with numbers talking with facts uh, and sometimes uh, acknowledging if you are wrong acknowledging that you are wrong is also creating a respect on the people i don't like mm-hmm. staying in the ego you know uh like uh, using the seat power etc 
but you need to touch people and touch people is always important and uh, all my organization i i never ever did uh, any um let's say um ego uh, uh, you know talks to anyone so i always touch everybody and this is really important and uh, with this you influence people you carry people uh, when I, and you carry people i leave monsanto i leave bangi but i still in contact with people we share knowledge we share ideas i talk to be people uh, in bangi in argentina in brazil in 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 saint louis the same for for monsanto and we share knowledge we share business sometimes we share people um, if there is anyone looking for an opportunity outside you know we do share the talents and this is um, that's an amazing network to 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 share amazing amazing that's great like uh, as you said like uh, you know be humble not uh, let the ego come into the process and then as you said like do not be selective on who you talk to talk to everyone uh, whether that's a high ranking official or or uh, uh, you know any type of person the more you can uh, hold them uh, uh, sort of help them uh, and then support them the, the the bigger your influence is so so now let me ask you one thing you know because my field is data my field is artificial intelligence and technology how much of these technologies are uh, being adopted in large corporations do you think um, decision makers and executives know the power of data that can uh, that can really impact the companies what are your views about it um i think now uh with the last 2 3 years uh having the pandemic in place uh digital digital digitalization has uh, has uh, taken a lot of importance um i think now everybody tr- is trying to adopt themselves um and but the ai artificial intelligence technologies um artificial thing especially in our company and in my belief is is very important and really making your life easier influencing your decisions um accelerating your decision making process um seeing the corners that you have missed before um and all automation and important and now we are uh, successfully um and we have of course never we are never done but in in our company in dollar we do have the digitization in all places and we continuously progressively uh, continue to to digitize our systems like we do on the um, let's say on the all import processes customer service processes accounts payable processes we use uh, robotic systems rpa systems uh, we have you name it automatic uh, artificial intelligence answering to our customers artificially uh, batch selecting in the industrial side when we deliver a product to our customers so we, we use the artificial intelligence for uh, all sides of our business but of course it's not enough uh, we should implement more and more but the thoughts and mindset uh, should be in that way uh, i'm not sure that everybody in the whole world understands the level of um, the uh, value of the artificial intelligence but once you are in uh, you can definitely see the difference that those digitizations and artificial intelligence make is making in your life and in your business that's amazing yeah uh, yeah i think um, i share the same uh, same sentiment like um, people who invest 
in these technologies when they see the results when they see the return on investment then they are uh, bought in but uh, a lot of people are all uh, you know almost like uh, a little bit confused a little bit scared of use, using these technologies because they don't understand uh, these technologies so um, that's the same sort of uh, uh, that's the same um, feedback that i get from the market as well like you know if if you get into it you you see the benefit and then you you invest more so thank you for uh, sharing that now uh, in in terms of your own uh, success uh, what role did your mentors or coaches play like did you have any mentors who helped you along the way did they provide you uh, some key insights tell tell us a little bit about that like how how were you able to leverage other people's experiences and mistakes um, to to um, to reach the level of success that you have reached um i had a re regional cfo uh, actually group cfo in monsanto mark rutiers i can spell the name i like uh, him a lot and i still uh, see talk to him from time to time and uh, i i see him uh, always as a, as my mentor uh, because i learned a lot from him for how to treat people how to give chances to talents uh, no matter which nationality they are or which roles they are um he was a listener, a really important, important thing. He listens very carefully. And it's really important when you talk to someone, maybe five minutes to Mark, uh, five minutes, Mark is all yours. And he always listens to you 100%. And he gives a whole uh, mentality, whole uh, focus to you and gives advices. Um, he likes to give uh, to, he's, he's the one that is um, giving opportunities initiatives to the people that uh, that are willing to take and he takes the risks of those people as well and that's a real leadership and that's why i like uh, mark and i learned from him a lot um when i was moving to st louis uh, he he knows me he, he knew me but he di didn't know what i could do so he took a risk on me and and he gave me the that chance and he touched to my life um, so, um, this is, and now I, I, at that time I was maybe, uh, 30 years old. Now I'm 43, 44 almost. And I do now I'm, uh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to do the same thing to, to, to the people that I work with and try to give, um, touch them to, to give them initiatives, to give them opportunities and by taking the responsibility as well. Um, that's I think great. and try to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Uh, these are great lessons. Uh, and yeah, I mean, mentors play a lot of uh, important, uh, like really critical role. I, I, I see that any successful person I have met, um, and including my journey, uh, if I didn't have those mentors and uh, you know other people, they share their stories. If they didn't have those mentors, the life journey would have been totally different. So I always recommend people who want to achieve big success. Uh, you know, find those mentors and really uh, take advantage of their experience. So thank you uh, for sharing your uh, your journey with us. Now, before I let you go, can you tell us if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Um, well, th through LinkedIn, um, through my, you know, cell phone, we can have always calls. Um, I can really, I, I also would like to really know more people to share my experience because it's not only wild the idea is to share the experience. Sometimes you learn from the people as well. 
So LinkedIn will be the first touch and I'm very open to share uh, my communication details to have a conversation, maybe probably video conversation with anyone. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll put that link in the show notes. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, I'm Sarah, producer of the Bootstrapping Your Dreams Show. Your Dream show. This episode has come to an end. Don't forget to check out the episode show notes for the links to the resources mentioned in this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next episode, goodbye. Keep going and keep winning.